0: that's perfect for me sure that's great that's great uh if there's any adjustments I'll need I'll I'll whisper to y'all but this is perfect this works well for me dr Roberts God preaches I know it's going to be magnificent so Jeff. amen thank you so much thank you thank you
1: we're good all right. Testing one, two, testing one, two. Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. for this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. I am certainly delighted and elated for all of you all who have joined us in-house, as well as those that are joining us online. And so we're getting ready to start our thankful Thursday service as far as this evening is concerned. And so thank God. Amen. I believe that if folks can go and endure the Panthers in the rain, The saints of God ought to at least be able to come and endure the Lord in the house. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I am very excited for those that are watching us tonight. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this evening. So if you would, uh, we want you to share this experience with others. We want to get our viewership numbers as high as possible. If you're watching us on Facebook, share this video to your personal timeline and then text it to those that you would like to invite. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and text the link of this service to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room, if you would, click the invite button and share this experience with others also. We would love for those that are watching us right now to just take a picture and uh, post it as far as uh, your timeline is concerned. We're certainly delighted about all of those that will be sharing. And so we're getting ready to get started. God bless you all who have joined us. And we're going to go ahead and get started because we're looking for more people to come. Minister Erica Minor is going to come and she's going to lead us in our worship experience. So do me a favor, if you will, put your hands together as she comes.
2: Good evening, St. Paul. Good evening, good evening. Are you thankful this evening? Are you thankful? I see you on Zoom. Are y'all thankful this evening? This is our second night of thankful Thursdays. We should be filled with joy and gratitude because we have a living God. The 34th Psalm reminds us, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. St. Paul, I want you to magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Let's have church tonight and let's give God praise. Those of you who are worshiping with us um, on YouTube, Facebook, or other platforms, uh, please don't forget to share where you're worshiping with us from, or share the link with other friends that may not be here or able to come into the sanctuary. We want the gospel to be heard this evening, so share the link. Don't keep the word all to yourself. All right, we're going to go to Psalm 30 and read it in its entirety, and it reads, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O oh Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Amen. Amen. The word is blessed. Let us bow for a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight gathered in your name simply to give you thanks, simply to give you praise, to give you all the honor and the glory because you are our God. Lord, we thank you for all the times that you've saved us, Lord, so we come here to lift you up. Lord, we thank you for all the times that you turned our sorrow into joy, and so we come here tonight to give you all the gratitude that we know how to do. Lord, we thank you most of all because you saw fit in us to stop by here tonight and bless us with your presence, Lord. Lord, we felt you when we entered the doors of this sanctuary. We feel you even in the virtual spaces because you are everywhere at the same time, Lord. And that's why we worship you and praise you and give you all the thanks because nobody but our God can do what you do. Lord, we thank you for being in the midst of us tonight. And Lord, we thank you in advance. We anticipate how wonderful this worship experience is going to be. We thank you in advance for the preached word that shall come forth. We thank you in advance for all the songs that the choir shall sing. Lord, we just hope that everything that we do tonight be pleasing in your sight. Lord, we just want everything that we do to only magnify you, because that is why we're here. None of us are as great as you, so we are only here to magnify you, Lord. Lord, we hope that you receive all that we send up and pour more blessings on us. We thank you and we love you. Our God, let the church say amen.
3: look to Jesus Jesus. because it's mighty good mighty good to know the man you see you must be, must be. Can you see? can't you see me? you've got to be you've got to be born again yes you do Help me, Lord. Help me sing the song. You must have. You, you must have on have fire, fire and, and holy ghost. You must have the burning flame.
4: uh approximately uh about three and a half years ago 32 years that is uh we were looking for a church home uh that matched uh the church uh that we were t- attending and we when we came to st paul we found the church uh this is uh, thanksgiving 2022 and most of you know that um, I had a stroke, a stroke in uh, May of 19, of 2021. And believe it or not, I'm, I'm thankful for a stroke, and a, and a stroke is the worst thing anyone would go through. But I'm also very thankful for it because it slowed me down. Before the stroke, um, I was moving very fast and doing everything very fast. I th- I believe I was in the will of God, but the more I learned about God, the more I know I needed more to learn. And God did what He needed to do to slow me down. So for this Thanksgiving, I'm both thankful for a stroke and I hate the stroke. Uh, Mostly, I'm very thankful for everything that God has done because in my slowing down, I was able to uh, see what God has done But the trees. Who would put an uh, oak tree next to a pine tree? Only God can do that. He slowed me down so that I could see all his works, all his creations. Um, and at that same time, he answered prayers, not the way I would answer it, but he answered it. When I, when I look back, I realize God has answered my prayers, not, not the way I would ask, answer them, because I'm not God. If I was God, I would make it so much easier. But um, we learn so much the way God wants us to learn. The more we learn, the more we realize how much we need to learn. Um, My recovery, I went to therapy for almost a year and I think um, everyone kept saying, oh be thankful, oh be this be that, but you can only be thankful for before the stroke um, everything was fine and I did whatever I wanted to do. After the stroke um, I realized how Good I had it. So I was even more thankful. You can't be as thankful for everything unless a little rain uh, falls in your life. Because without only heaven sunshine, you don't realize how much God has given you grace. Uh, one of the things we do often is we forget to go back and thank God for our prayers. The small things like, um, God, watch over my family. He did it, and we realize, we don't realize he's done what we what, yes. He's watched over them. They are perfect, or they're doing fine. Mm. And it's good that people weren't able to tell me when, where, or why. It's true is it's just like um, a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone is different. Every stroke is different from, so you can't even guide someone through it. You just tell them to have faith in God. In, in my case, uh, the stroke took away my memory, and, but thank God uh, most of the people in St. Paul reminded me that I had a God and that He would uh, get me through but with the stroke, it messes with the brain, and uh, you you can't remember everything. You don't remember how God got you through it, um, the past, the past. But little by little, it comes back to you. But in the beginning, I wasn't as strong as I thought I was. I I probably cried a bucket. And then when I remind, remember that God was with me, no matter what, that we have all read the end of the chapter. We just have to get to it. We've read the end of the book. And guess what? We, we won, no matter what. We won.
1: Oh, I believe we could do a whole lot better than that. What a powerful, powerful, powerful testimony of the goodness of God and how God has not only brought her through, but kept her and uh, gave um, uh, Brother Brown the strength to care for her. And we celebrate and we thank God for all of that. Can we give God praise one more time for Deacon Jacqueline? Draper Brown. We know that the Lord is a healer and um, what she is experiencing even now serves as a wonderful, wonderful testimony uh, that God will keep you if you want to be kept. Amen. God will keep you if you want to be kept. Well, good evening, St. Paul, and good evening to those who are worshiping with us as friends as well as those who are joining us in our virtual space. And of course, uh, we know the weather is a little dreary outside, but we're not going to allow for that to inhibit our praise and our worship on this evening. And as we gather in this space, we're certainly delighted and elated for what God has done and for what God is going to do. And my God, uh, what a joy it will be for me in a few moments to present our preacher for this evening. Uh, But before we do that, just a couple of things I want to remind you of as we move forward, as far as this worship experience is concerned, that this Sunday, this Sunday, we're doing our uh, Thanksgiving stewardship drive. And so we're asking uh, each disciple to bring 10 cans of listed items that will be shared next week, so we can provide our Thanksgiving baskets for our brothers and sisters in the Belmont neighborhood. And those canned items are green beans, collard greens, corn, sweet potatoes or carrots, cranberry sauce and soup. And then the box items are cornbread or bisquick, stuffing mix, instant potato or rice, sweet peas. We just only want those items um, as far as uh, those canned goods are concerned um, for the Thanksgiving box. And so please, ma'am, please, sir, we want to invite you to bring them uh, on this Sunday as we practice what we would call our stewardship tithing program on this Sunday. And uh, also just want to remind you that we're also receiving an offering for Toys for Tots, and you can give that anytime. We want to raise at least $7,000 for Toys for Tots for this year. So with that, just wanted to let you all know that as we move forward as far as um, the rest of this evening is concerned. As we prepare to uh, bless the Lord on this evening, it is time to give. And so let's give God praise for the wonderful opportunity to give. We know that there are persons that are in the house as well as those that are watching us online. There are several ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. One of the ways is by mailing your check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Or you can um, um, bring your cash, check, or money order to the church. Call the church office at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering, and you can give in that manner. Or you can give through ACS or Church Life. Uh, through our website or you can give through the app called Givelify and if you don't have that app in your smart device go to your app store um, download Givelify search for St. Paul Baptist Church Charlotte North Carolina in three clicks connect your favorite credit card and you can give in that manner if you have a physical offering in the house tonight you can give that offering uh, at the appropriate time. And there's a basket on the outer aisle. And we're going to ask that those that are closest to that aisle, if you would take that basket at the appropriate time, pass it down. Amen. So however you're going to give tonight, whether it's physical or digital, if you're able, take your offering in your right hand, place it in your right hand. Let's lift it toward the heaven as we give unto the Lord tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come on the second night of our Thankful Thursday services. And we want to thank you. whether well, there's a little dreary outside, but we still want to thank you. Lord, we pray right now that as we prepare to give, uh, that we do it not grudgingly nor out of necessity, but cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. Lord, we want you to take this offering and multiply it in such a godful way that your word, your witness, and your work through the St. Paul Baptist Church will go forward and you will be glorified in all of our efforts and our actions. Show yourself strong and mighty as only you can. It is in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you would, those that are close to the outer aisle, take the basket and pass it on down. Amen. And you can give your offering in that way if you're not giving in a digital manner. Amen. 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 It is a joy it is a joy for me to present our preacher for tonight and this is his first time coming back to us since before the pandemic and uh i am certainly delighted and elated uh that for two things number one that he was able to fit us in his busy schedule and then number two that he made it here tonight uh with the weather going the way that it is um Uh, I was kind of concerned, and then he shared some things with me that uh, he almost did not make it, but I'm so glad the plane took off and landed, and that he is here tonight. (laughs) He is none other. He is none other than the Reverend Dr. John Adolph. um, John Adolph of Houston, Texas, serving as pastor of the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in Beaumont, Texas, where the Lord has allowed for him to do a tremendous work. Um, that church just retired, I believe, a $14 million mortgage. Amen. God is to be praised. Um, they built a wonderful uh, edifice some years ago, and uh, through his preaching and teaching and leadership, uh, they have retired that note, and God is to be praised. He is a graduate of Texas Southern University. He did his MDiv at the ITC, uh, Morehouse School of Religion in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, And he also graduated with the Master of Divinity from Houston Graduate School of Theology. Uh, The Lord has allowed for uh, this brother uh, to preach really all over the globe. And he is in constant And persistent demand. As a matter of fact, most of the time, nearly every week, he's jumping on somebody's plane, heading somewhere to go and share the unsearchable reaches of the gospel. Um, He went to Antioch, um, he went to Antioch and he started there. They only had 57 members, and now uh, in their collective services, they see over 5,000 people in a weekly worship service, and they continue to do an astounding and an amazing work. He is married to Dory, and they're the proud parents of Simone and Jonathan. Uh, and he is also part of the greatest fraternity in the world, the Omega Sci Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Amen, amen, amen. Don't hate, just congratulate. All right. Um, Uh, He is a saved, born-again preacher and and teacher of the gospel, and I am certainly delighted that he is able to join us tonight. So guess what? Uh, After our brothers bless us with song, and can we give God praise for them blessing us thus far? After our brothers bless us with song, the next voice you will hear will be that of our preacher for tonight, the Reverend Dr. John R adolph a preacher extraordinaire a friend beloved and certainly we will be blessed those that are watching us on our zoom congregation i see you as well as those that are watching us on facebook and youtube and listening to us on the phone i see is that sister daisy on zoom hey dear we're praying for you amen we're praying for you amen when the lord finish with with you and your eyes you're gonna be able to see into eternity we thank the lord for that amen amen so the brothers are gonna come and they're gonna bless us with a song um uh, brother Ross, when you were playing in the back, he heard you. He said, that sounds like my mama playing. I said, that's one of the bros. That's one of the bros. Amen. And so um, let's give God praise for our miracle as they come and bless us with song. And the next one you will hear would be that of our preacher for the evening, the Reverend Dr. John Adolph.
5: I can turn me, and no mountain can stop me, cause you hold my hand, I'm walking, and And your power is within me And no giant can stop me Cause you hold my hand No fire can burn me And no battle can turn me And no mountain can stop me Cause you hold my hand I'm walking in your victory, cause your power is within me, and no giant can stop me, cause you owe my hand. No fire can burn me, and no battle can turn me, and no mountain can stop me, cause you owe my hand i walking in your victory, cause your power is within me, and no giants can stop me, cause you hold my head No fire can burn me, and no battle can turn me, and no mountain can stop me, cause you hold my head walking in your victory, because your power that's within me, and no giants that can stop me, cause you hold my hand, you hold my hand,
6: you hold my hand, you, hold my
7: hand. you know my name.
0: And a man once more. And a man like you're glad to be in the house of our God on a Thursday night. In obedience to him who died once and will never die again, whose name is above every name that at the mentioning of his name the Bible says every knee shall bow every tongue shall indeed confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father I know the last time I was here at the St. Paul Church when I just mentioned his name yes, folk got to clapping and rejoicing it's been a few years but let me just do a lipless test right quick his name is Jesus, Son of the Living God. Amen. Hallelujah. To this inimitable, incredible, outstanding, prelate, potentate, prognosticator, and pulpiteer that you all ought to be proud to call pastor. And I am honored to call friend and brother. Will y'all join me right quick? Join me in thanking God for your leader, your shepherd, your under-shepherd, your teacher, Dr. Robert Scott. Come on, let him hear a big hand clap of love tonight. Let him hear that. Let him hear that. And then to his beautiful wife, Lady Scott, give her a big hand clap. Always so good to see her. To the other reverend clergy who are esteemed to carry the cross and the good news of the gospel of our Lord. To deacons and trustees of St. Paul who partner with the pastor in his kingdom endeavors here in the magnificent city of Charlotte. To these ushers who are so dutiful. Who even tonight are here serving their God and to this magnificent men's choir. I have to make a statement. I have to be careful about these because you'll make Baptists mad at you, but I'm gonna say it because I'm visiting and I'm gonna get on a plane when I leave. (laughs) Churches can have many choral groups, the women's choir, the men's choir, the this choir, the that choir, the youth choir, all of those choirs, but there is no choir in a church like a group of saved african-american men <laughs> singing for their lord there was just nothing like it i didn't know it was the men's choir the piano was playing initially and so when i heard that piano i said man that sounds like my mother out there playing that piano i couldn't wait to get out here when he said it was a black man on the keys i said let me just look at him as he played my mother has been in heaven now for 18 years this year and I can still hear those Baptist melodies that she would play and so I'm grateful tonight just to be here. I told Dr. Scott I'm on dual assignment. Let me tell y'all. So I teach a class called Black Church Studies for Grace School of Theology which is happening right now. So I tag team with Dr. Thomas Beavers, who is our lead professor, and he's away tonight, and so we only have so many course days, and uh, church, let me just tell you, we were favored that, the, that this school that is fully accredited, uh, AC, uh, uh, ACT uh, and uh, uh, ACTS and SAX credit, would allow us to have such a pedagogy, such a paradigm of church studies, and so I told them, I didn't want to miss any classes. And so God allowed them to stream into this service tonight from all over the world to share this moment. I want to thank Sister Deborah. Where is Sister Deborah? She just fixed this whole thing. Man, y'all give that young lady a hand clap, y'all. Deborah is all of that. And so I am grateful and honored. To those who are watching online, uh, we are grateful to have you, man. Thank you so much for your time and your moment of study. I am overwhelmed with a sense of godly joy and then kind of upset in a way. I'm. Really used to being in school. I'm a school brat, love school, love teaching school right now. And uh, I know that things ought to go in alphabetical order when they call the roll. Adolph is up front, Adolph Adams Anderson, you know, in that group. So when I learned that I was on, on a schedule piece with Tolan Morgan and Tellis Chadman, but I'm in the middle, I felt some kind of way. I told Scott, you know, I feel some kind of way because I'm supposed to go first. Those two men are the premier prophetic voices of our generation. Will you help me thank God for Dr. Tellis Chapman? I don't even need to be here to know. Amen. And thank God for what is coming next, and my friend and my brother, Dr. Tolan Morgan. Uh, I do understand the assignment, but I'm on two assignments, so if you would oblige me the privilege. Turn with me to St. Matthew chapter 17 verses 14 through 21. The Black Church Studies Group is a critical examination of the church's impact on the current culture. And so tonight if you would allow me to dig into that vein, I would really appreciate it. Sound I'm ringing just a little bit up top so you can take something out and you can turn me up just a tad so I and just preach like I'm Joel Osteen. What a hoop, amen. (laughs) Matthew 17. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. Heads are bowed and hearts are humbled. And so, Father, tonight I thank you for safe journeys, safe passage, and safe travel. A lot could have happened between here and there, but you kept me. In fact, Lord, in Houston, I didn't think the plane was going to take off, but you held the pilot, the plane, and the passengers in the hallow of your hand. So, Lord, I consider me being here tonight a part of your divine plan for my human existence on earth. While I have breath in my body on November the 10th, round about 6.37 o'clock tonight, Central Standard Time, about 8 o'clock Eastern Time, you would have me to stand behind this sacred desk and declare your oracles of truth. So God, I pray the forgiveness of my sins before you. Think with my mind, talk with my tongue, stand in my body. But Lord, fix it till that this moment satisfies you. And God, if you are satisfied, I promise to be pleased with the outcome. It is in that magnificent, miraculous, meaningful, motivating, mysterious name of our Savior, Lord Christ, we pray. The name Jesus, amen. Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. If you have the King James Version, I would love for you to read along with me. If you don't, you have another version. You can read silently, but listen to the word of the Lord. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. And oft times he falleth into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Watch this. Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing. Shall be impossible to you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. I want to look intently at verses 14 through 18. I want to read the entire pericope, but I want to focus in on just 14 through 18. Say amen for the reading. If you don't mind being nice and neighborly, Christian, cordial, and kind, look over at somebody that you came to church with. If you rode by yourself, keep your mask on and look at them. And just say, neighbor, I'm glad to be in church. Tell them I'm supposed to be here for this. My prayer is for God to speak directly to me. Tell them the preacher needs your prayers. All of your amens. Tonight's sermon subject, I won't let Satan have my son. Will you agree with me and just say, I won't let Satan have my son. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The grass withers, the flower thereof fades, the word of our God shall last and stand forever. Thank you, ushers, you may retire. Brothers and sisters, though I know it's thankful Thursday, I did get the memo. I'm here on dual assignment. It is because, if you have not noticed, there is something sick, silent, satanic, and sinister happening with young men whose hair is laniferous and whose lips are thick. Apparently, Michelle. Uh, Alexander, in her new book, or recently released book, should I say, The New Jim Crow, cites it. Michelle Alexander says they have an internal enemy, that's the flesh, an external enemy, that is the world, an infernal enemy, that is Satan, a relational relational issue that says they can't be committed to much, an educational enemy that says that no matter how hard some of them try, they still don't pass, a psychological, psychosomatic enemy that says that sometimes they struggle just trying to fit in when they were called by God to stand out and that there is something about us that makes the system desire to imprison us guilty or innocent. Dr. Francis Chris Wilson acknowledges it openly. She says that there is a sociopathological issue that confronts our young African American men from coast to coast and from sea to sea. Chris Wilson argues, Dr. Scott, It has caused them not to mature well, and though they look grown, they are boys in a man's body. Here what Chris Wilson argues, she says that because of this stunted growth, young men call their house the crib as if they're a baby. They call their friends their boys like they never grew up. They call their girlfriends and lady friends mama like they're still hoping that someone will come along and take care of them. They call their vehicle a ride like they're in an amusement park. And if they need to talk to you, they say, let me holler at you like they're calling from a baby's room. Cress Wilkins Wilkins argues that all of this is snowballing and it's presenting to us the the system or the the manufacturing of our young men in our country that are now, listen to me, headed for hell in a handbasket. I began here tonight because earlier this week, while just making my way to Cancun, Mexico for some sun, for some fun in the sun and a moment to just catch my breath, uh, I got this young man who just walked up to me, Dr. Scott, I'm at church, I got a plane to catch, I'm happy to be getting out of here, service is over, I was happy to get a benediction myself, I said, let the church say amen, you know the whole now unto him spill. y'all, I'm out of that, and a young man walks up to me. He says, Pastor Adolf, I need to see you. I said, cool. How can I help you? He said, it's my son. He said he's back in trouble with the law. He's caught another case, and I need to know what to do. So I pull him over to the side, and I say, well, tell me what happened this time. He said he's acting out like he's never acted before. He said he's doing things that we didn't teach him at home. And if left to the system, they are going to lock him up and throw away the keys. So, y'all, I just got through preaching a good sermon. It's Sunday past. I'm ready to go get on a plane and go to Cancun. Are y'all listening to me? So I pull him over. I said, what do you want me to do? Ladies and gentlemen, that man put a vice grip on my hand like I knew it was urgent. And he said, you're the preacher, aren't you? You believe in God, don't you? He said, I don't care what you do. I want you to know we've got to do something because I won't let Satan have my son. With an urgency, ladies and gentlemen, I stand before you tonight to tell you if you have an uncle, a brother, a nephew, a cousin, if you have anybody in your family with nappy hair and thick lips who are of male descent, that means they were born with a man's genitalia. Listen to this announcement. They are an endangered species. And I refuse to let churches sit on every corner of our neighborhoods While the enemy attacks our sons, tests them at the third grade level and locks them up and throws away the key. Listen to me. Our daughters need husbands to marry. Our communities need leaders to lead. Our churches need men who can stand for us. And if we sit silently by while Satan does what he does, our communities will fail, our churches will fall, and our families will go like they have never gone before unmanned and unled. But I am here tonight, St. Paul, to let you know that even though it may look like it's filled with despair, with the help of Almighty God, we will overcome. Come in, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome you to the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 17. It's narrow, it's narratological picture. It's so beautiful. It's enough to just shout on verse by verse. It opens up with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. He has now gone up a mountain to pray and he took three of his sidekicks with him, Peter, James, and John. He is up on the Mount of Transfiguration, Dr. Scott, because the deity on the inside starts to shine through the humanity on the outside. Parenthetical footnote for those who do not know it, the hypostatic union of our creator says he is not just man. He is not not just God. He is God and man. He is God enough to save us and man enough to understand us. He is man enough to need a ride on a boat, but God enough to walk on water. He is man enough to need bread to eat and then God enough to be your daily bread. I gotta go off, but I just wanna make sure I throw this in the gumbo while I'm making my rule. He is the God man. Brothers and sisters, Moses and Elijah are seen talking with Jesus on this mountain. His head looks like the sun. His body like a white raiment of light. It's something that Tinseltown will have a picnic with. And Dr. Scott, Moses and Elijah are seen. Peter wakes up from a nap because he's always out of character and he says, I ought to build three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for Jesus. Then all of a sudden a cloud appears like a bold theater system and his father says from heaven, hold on homeboy, you don't put these other men on my son's level. He says, you ain't going to build but one tabernacle if I let you build that and it's going to be the honor of my son. Hear ye him, brothers and sisters. I just believe that what Moses was telling, what, what, what Moses was telling Jesus was none of us can keep the law not even me. On a good day I still make my same messed up mistakes. I believe that Elijah was telling him I've been prophesying and they ain't trying to hear me. So our only hope is for you to get to the cross. Brothers and sisters may I just throw this in. I believe a hymn broke forth on that mountain that said ride on King Jesus let no man hinder you. The Bible says that they come down this hill from the Mount of Transfiguration to needed transformation. May I suggest to you that it's okay to have a mountaintop experience at church that is a transfiguration where God visits us, but your mountaintop doesn't mean anything if we can't get to the place where transformation is needed. I am thankful tonight for the transformation of a demonically plagued young boy. His daddy brings Him to the Lord and he gives them a report. Here's what he says I bought my son to these your disciples and they couldn't help him at all. He said they must have laid hands, they prayed, they did did everything. Ain't nothing happened. My son is messed up. He is lunatic. He possesses a demonic spirit because he throws himself into the fire and sometimes into the water. Jesus says, Stop all the commentary because I'm on my way to the cross. And I ain't got time to mess up my momentum. Bring that boy to me. He tells the demons in that boy, You got to go home from here. And the Bible says that young man was cured from that very hour. Why preach a discourse like this tonight? Here is why, and I want you to hear this. We cannot afford to have church as usual. They are testing third grade boys in Texas to determine how many prisons they need to build in the next decade. Brothers and sisters, we cannot sit comfortably by in churches around the country while our young black men are accosted by police and hit by every demon we think they can be hit by. I stand before you tonight to tell you the devil is a lie. I stand on behalf of every man in this house I stand on behalf of every son in this house every grandson in this house that the church of the living God must do something I shout tonight because I am not here for just a night of thanksgiving I am here tonight for a fight for our young boys who in the educational system struggle to do math reading and science I fight tonight for the teacher in the classroom who is not there just for a paycheck, but cares about the aptitude and the the forward momentum of a young black man. I stand tonight in a fight that says your grandson will not go to jail. Your sons will not be locked up. In fact, I declare over your families tonight that if you keep them in the church house, they're going to do well. In the school house, they won't have to go to the courthouse unless they're the judge or the lawyer. And if you keep on praying, one day they're going to invite you to their house. Can I get somebody in here who will just stand with me and says, I will not let Satan have my son. I have prayed for this boy and I refuse to let the enemy put his hands on him. To God be the glory for great things he has done.